Welcome to Scatcast 29. I hope this finds you well. I'm here. Well, I'm the script keeper, and that's Steve, and we're the captains of the dopamine team. Scatcast cool. Welcome to the show that I do. It's called Scatcast. And counting our 25 patron-only episodes in the litter box, there are over 100 episodes of content here at Scatcast for you to choose from at scatcast.com. Holy fuck, so much dumb. Yeah, we have dumb cartoons for your earballs every Tuesday like you're listening to now and we'll get to in a second. For true crime and weirdo shit, you can check out the dipshit files with Mrs. Cryptkeeper and I. That's every Wednesday. Every Thursday is what I consider a big skit scat, and that's the Dave and Angus show. I fucking hate them. <laughs> that's fair. And then Friday we have the Just a Ride podcast. And only one of them is a voice in my head because it's me. The other two are Shaden Hutchman and Jeff Getchell. And you know what? Besides being good friends of mine, they're both super talented, super funny, and very insightful. I don't like to play with others, but I play with these guys pretty well. And I'm thankful that they do the show with me. And then, of course, we have the Inside Scooper every Monday where it's, you know, little mini skit scats of Gunnar Halifax, Liam the Monster Hunter, and Dave and Angus, plus the inside shit with Monique and I where we talk about Mrs. Gripkeeper, where we talk about weird shit like our lives and our chickens and shit. So Monday through Friday, you have options with Scatcast. Except for to get that Monday one, you gotta sign up patreon.com forward slash Scatcast. Are you done? I think so. I was just promoing the shows. We got a network now, Steve. The parking sucks around here. Fair enough. That has been an ongoing problem. We need to do something about it. Well, let me think about it. What can I do? Oh, I could give you this interlude, Steve. Oh. Steve, 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 Steve. Come on, bitch. Interlude, Steve, Steve, Steve. It's an interlude, Steve. Interlude Steve, 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 it's an interlude Steve, come on. Interlude Steve, 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 it's an interlude Steve. Steve, 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 it's an interlude Steve, Steve, Steve. Steve, it's an interlude, motherfucking interlude. Did you ever hear the interlude that I interluded? It's an interlude for you, Steve, Steve. Did you interlude Steve? It's an interlude for you, Steve, Steve. All the Steves that ever interluded Steve, you're the Stevest. Of all the Steves that ever interluded, hey Steve. We have to feel pretty interluded after that. Right. Don't you feel interluded? We just sit down and I don't know what that means. I don't either. Let's do the table of contents since we're two and a half minutes into this already. I don't care what you do. We're doing a triple feature kind of show. We have the nurse fairy rhymes with dumb things. The fisherman and his wife. Never heard of it. Neither had we, but we did it. I already hate it. I know you do. Then we continue the war of the trolls. It's part two. Liam the monster hunter. Just give us a full story. Don't part one and part two us. I know you feel really passionate about that, Steve, but the louder you yell that doesn't mean the more correct you are about it. Go fuck yourself. Well, I am good at it. Yeah, me too. You feel better now? Yeah, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Well, I mean, if you're a shit stain on humanity like yourself, Steve, I bet you do. Fuck you! Now you gotta feel better. Man. You wanna sit back down? How about I walk out the door and go home instead? And the final skit scat of today is The Book of Shmogi, Chapter 3. Super duper space dumb. Whatever. And then we have a Tales from the Script Keeper. I'm just gonna tell a story. It's not a skit scat, just stories. I hate it. And I'll just tell you about it when we get there. I'd rather we skipped but it. But let's get right into the skit scatage. This is the triple feature. Well, fuck, you want me to push the button, right? Yeah, right after I say triple feature. Like right there. Yeah, right Right there when I said triple feature. Okay. Oh, so right there. Yeah, right on triple feature. I'm pushing the button now. Get the fuck out of my way. God damn. Triple feature. Sleep, sleep, little baby. Sleep, little baby, you sleep. Scottcast is here to harvest your fears and show you the horrors of life. 
It's Scott Kessner's Fruity Rhymes. <laughs> really fairy tales, but whatever. Well, hey there, little chitrons. It's your pal narrator guy. And we brought you another story from a time period where people hated their chitrons. It's called The Fisherman and His Wife, and we put curse words in it so it'd be more palatable for modern sensibilities. Enjoy, you fucking cunts. Once upon a time, there was a fisherman. Yep. And his wife. Oh, I'm his wife. I get it. And they lived together in a hovel by the seashore. I wouldn't call it a hovel. It's a fucking shithole. She said. Hey, you're always bitching. He mumbled under his breath. What the fuck did you say to me? And they had that kind of relationship. Now the fisherman went out every day with his hook and line to catch fish. Yep. And he angled and he angled. Well, the fish don't yell at me. Now one day he was sitting with his rod, not that rod, and looking into the clear water and he sat and he sat. My wife is a rancorous bitch. He thought to himself. And then suddenly his pole tugged, not that pole. It was a fishing pole and there was a great flounder on the hook. Oh, come to Papa. And as he raised the fish into the boat, the flounder spoke to him and said, Hey, fisherman, listen, uh, let me go. Holy fucking talking fish. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really a fish. I'm actually an enchanted prince. Well, you look like a fish. I'm aware of that, but you should let me go anyway. Well, you look like you taste like a fish, too. Yeah, but I used to be a person. You're like eating a person. Have you seen the economy lately? I promise you I'm going to taste like shit. Just put me in the water and let me swim away. I don't know, said the fisherman. Whether you're a prince or not, it would be a shame to kill a talking fish. All right, there you go. Let's go with that. And so the fisherman put the fish back in the water, and the flounder sank to the bottom, leaving a long streak of blood behind. Sorry about stabbing you in your face and then yanking you out of the water by your jaw. Yeah, yeah. And the talking fish prince swam away. Oh, shit. And the old man, empty-handed, went home to his wife in their hovel. Again, not a hovel. Three bedrooms. Yeah, man, a goat lives in that bedroom. It used to be my den. Whatever. When he returned, his wife said, Well, husband, have you caught nothing again today? I didn't bring home any food, but I did catch something. Oh, yeah, where is it? It was a talking flounder. He said he was an enchanted prince, so I let him go. But you let him go and you didn't wish for nothing? She said flabbergastedly. I didn't think to wish for anything. What should I wish for? Well, how about something nicer to live in than this shit box? It's not that bad. You go find that magic fish and you tell him we want a little cottage. I mean, what are the odds I catch him again? You just go find him and be quick about it. And so the fisherman did. But when he went back, the sea was no longer clear. It was green and yellow and shitty. Looks like a baby shit of sea. So the fisherman stood in front of the baby shit-colored sea and he said, Oh man, oh man, if man you be, or flounder, flounder in the sea, such a tiresome wife I've got, for she wants what I do not. Some pretty weird freestyling, but whatever. Up swam the talking flounder prince. And he said to the man, Oh, hey, dude, what does she want? Well, you know, when I caught you, my wife says I ought to wish for something. Yeah, I'm magic as fuck. Go ahead, what do you want? Well, she doesn't want to live in our house anymore. She calls it a hovel and a shithole. Yeah, I can tell by your shoes and your haircut that that's probably true. Whatever, she wants to live in a cottage. All right, go home with you, said the magic talking flounder prince. You'll find she has it already. Seriously? Hey, you let me go, I owe you one. And so the man went home and found, instead of the hovel, a little cottage. Oh, but damn, that magic talking flounder prince wasn't full of shit. And his wife was sitting on a bench before the door, and she took him by the hand and said to him, Look at how much better this place is than the other place. It was spacious. It had nice furniture. There was central air or some shit. I don't know. Look at how much nicer it is than a shithole. Yeah, yeah. There's even ducks in the garden. I'd say we can live happily ever after here. Yeah, we'll see about that. And after a meal, they went to bed. That magic talking flounder prince has good taste. Yeah, these pillows are soft as fuck. So all went well for a week or a fortnight when the wife said, Husband, where is it? This cottage is too small and the garden is too small. What are you talking about? It's more than enough. It's a shithole. Go find that fish. What, the magic fish? Yeah, I want to live in a castle. A castle? Yeah, a giant stone castle with one of those hedge mazes. Goddamn, woman, come on. Go find the magic fish and get me a castle. Now what if the fish gets angry? Go get me a fucking castle. Now, the fisherman was very reluctant and unwilling, and he said to himself, I think my wife might be a succubus. And although he didn't think it was the right thing to do, nevertheless, he went. If I don't do this, she'll just suck my life force out through my pores. So when he 
came to the seaside, the water was purple and dark blue and gray and thick and not green and yellow as before and certainly not fucking clear. Yeah, I think they got it. Yeah, I'm reading the shit that's written here, all right? Yeah, yeah. And once again, he laid down the beat. Oh, man, oh, man, if man you be, or flounder, flounder in the sea, such a tiresome wife I got. For what she wants, I do fucking not. And again, Magic Fishy came to the surface and said, Oh, hey, fuck what? What does she want now? I'm really sorry, but she wants to live in a large stone castle and, you know. All right, it's done. She's got her castle. Seriously? Yeah, buddy. And so the man went home as he usually did, but instead of the cottage, a great castle of stone stood in its place. Holy shit. And his wife was standing on the steps about to go in, so she took him by the hand and said, Welcome to our castle, husband. Yeah, this feels really creepy and weird. Shut the fuck up and go with it. And inside the castle. It was beautiful with marble shit and servants. Goddamn, we have servants? Oh, it gets better. She led him through large doors and through passages that were decked with tapestries and rooms filled with golden chairs and tables and crystal chandeliers and shit. Wow, that magic talking fish prince hooked us the fuck up. Oh yeah, baby. Well, I'd say we should be contented for the rest of our lives now. Yeah, we'll see about that. And with that, they went to bed. And the next morning, the wife was awake first, just at the break of day. And she gazed out her new castle's window at the beautiful country lying all around. But the old old man took no notice, so she slapped him. Yeah, God damn it, what? Hey, pay attention to me and look out the window. What? What do you want from me? We should be king of this country. What the fuck are you talking about? Go get your magic fish and make me king. Make you king? Make us king, whatever. Fuck, I don't want to be king. Then I'll be the king. What do you want to be king for? Why shouldn't I be king? Because you're an arrogant bitch, I guess. I don't know. What'd you say? I would feel weird asking my fish friend for that kind of thing. You go find your fucking magic fish friend and you make me king. God damn it. And as the man walked to the water, he thought, I wish divorce wasn't punished by death death in my county, for he knew what he was doing was not the right thing. God damn, I'm the bitch, he thought as he went all the same. And when he came to the seawater, it was very dark gray and rushed far inland and had an ill smell. Did all the animals shit in the sea or what? And he covered his face with a rag. I want to be sick. But then he did his song again. Oh man, oh man, if man you be, oh flounder, flounder in the sea, such a tiresome wife I got for what she wants, I do not. And again, the fish swam to the surface and said, oh hey jerk ass, now what does she want? And now she was like to be king? All right, sure, fine. Now she's king. Are you serious? Nope, totally serious. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry for doing this. Yeah, yeah, you should notice that you're killing me. Bye. And so the man went back, and as he came to the palace, he saw it was very much larger, and it had grown great towers and splendid gateways. Goddamn, that magic-talking fish has got architecture down. There were guards and trumpets and all sorts of shit. And he was directed into the throne room where his wife was. There you are, husband. She said, wearing a crown of gold and diamonds and rubies and shit. Well, now you're king. You got what you wished for. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm tired of it already. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Now you go tell your fish friend I wanna be the emperor. The emperor? Why not? Because I'd feel terrible asking the fish friend for it. I'm the king. You do that, tell you. God damn it. And so the old man was obliged to go, and he thought to himself, I should have married my wife's sister. But no, I had to chase them boobies. And as he walked to the sea, he thought, that flounder's gotta be awful sick of me. And with that, he came to the sea. And this time, the water was quite black and thick, and the foam flew, and the wind blew, and the man was terrified by the sight. But again, he sang a song. Oh, man, oh. Oh man, if man you be, oh flounder, flounder in the sea. Said such a tiresome wife I got, for all she wants is what I do not. And the fish swam up through the sludge and said, Oh hey goat fucker, what is it now? Oh, you know, my wife wants to be emperor now. And a fine and just emperor she'll be. Go home and you'll see. Are you serious? You know I am, dickwad. Alright, thanks. Oh yeah, and thank you for slowly killing me for your wife's pleasure. Wait, what? And the magic talking fish prince sank back into the vomitous ooze that was once the sea. And the man went home, and this time he found an even larger castle adorned with polished 
marble and alabaster figures and golden gates. I'm sure this won't go to my wife's head. There were armies marching around and assholes blowing trumpets. And when he entered, he saw barons and earls and dukes waiting around like servants. And then he saw his wife sitting upon a throne made of an entire piece of gold that was two miles high somehow. What do you mean two miles? I'm reading the story. Shut up. There you are, husband. Yep, here I am. And now you're emperor. Yes, I am. Well, now that you're emperor, there's nothing left to be desired. I disagree. What are you talking about? Man, emperor is kind of boring. I want to be the pope. The pope? What the fuck? I command you to go make me pope. And so he went, feeling very frightened to ask the fish for such a favor after asking for so much. And he shivered and he shook and his knees trembled and he piddled a little. I didn't piddle. Shut the fuck up. He did piddle just a little. No, I didn't. Now, when he reached the sea this time, it was seriously fucked up. Holy shit, the sea is totally fucked up. Yeah, I already said that. Yeah, yeah. The seas rose like mountains high of black ooze and the sky was dark and red. Oh, man, oh, man, if man you be, oh, flounder, flounder in the sea. Such a darsome wife I got for what she wants, I do not. And again, the fish surfaced and said, Hey, what's up, Coxneys? What is it now? Well, I'm sorry to come back again, but you know my wife. Yep, I'm familiar. Well, now that she's emperor, she's decided she wants to be pope. She's really into funny hats, huh? Yep, the funnier the better, I guess. All right, well, go home. She's pope now. Really? Yeah, why not? You saved me one time. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's been a real treat for me. So again, he took the pathway home, and again, he found himself before a massive structure. This time, a great church with palaces all around. He had to make his way through a crowd of people. And when he got inside, it was lit up with thousands and thousands of lights. And upon a two and a quarter mile high golden throne, I don't know, his wife was adorned with golden garments and three golden crowns. Why do you have three crowns? I don't know, but my neck hurts. All right, now you're the Pope. Are we good? This is pretty good. All right, well, I hope you're contented being the Pope. Yeah, we'll see about that. And with that, they went to their golden bed, which was very uncomfortable. The man went to sleep feeling great shame, but the wife stayed up thinking of what she could be next. There's gotta be something better than the Pope. She was so consumed by it, she couldn't sleep. And she watched the sunrise over her nation. I got it. She declared while slapping her husband awake again. Uh, God damn it, what's your problem? I know what I want next. God damn it, you want more shit? Obviously. What more is there? I want the power to control the sun and the moon. And the man fell out of bed, and he wiped the bullshit out of his eyes and said, So you want to be God? If you don't go talk to your fish friend and make me God, I will never be quiet about it. The man fell on his knees and he said, Oh, come on now, can't you just be satisfied with being the fucking Pope? You will go make me God at once. And like the little bitch that he is, he did. And this time the sea was like on fire and shit. Goddamn. And a storm raged so bad that the mountains trembled. And he cried out and he sang a song. Oh man, oh man, if you be your flounder in the sea, such a tiresome wife I've got fucking a. And through the fiery, nasty shit up came the talking flounder guy. Well, I really thought that was the last time I'd see you. What can I do for you, shit stain? Well, now my wife wants to have the power over the sun and the moon. Oh yeah, that sounds great. Wait, you're gonna do that? Yeah, go home and you'll find her in the old hovel where she belongs. Are you serious? Yeah, and thank you for killing me over all of this. I don't think I understand. I know shit for brains. I know. And to his wife and his hovel he went. And they lived pissed offedly ever after. The end. Okay, so the moral of that story is be content with what you first got from a magic fish. Maybe stand up for yourself and the oceans won't be polluted. Try and marry people you're compatible with. I don't know. Fucking A. See you next week, chitrins. Alright, now let's turn our minds towards the magical world of Marnie. I really don't want to do that. I know you don't, Steven. You probably really don't want to grab your Marnia map blanket. I don't have one. Yeah, well, you can get one at scatcast.com. I make like $3 off of it, but you guys can get it. It's cool as fuck. It's my favorite thing that we've made so far. You're easily amused. Yeah, well, we're still in the South Demon Guard City area, and this is The War of the Trolls' Part 2. Damn, there have been too many of these. So this is the second part of the War of the Trolls. And at this point, if you're here, it's your own damn fault. I warned you about shitty plot lines and story structure and the no character arcs. These cunts don't learn shit, but here you are anyway. Let's do it again, I guess. 
dearest titty bear. Titty bear? Yeah, I was thinking of giving her a nickname. You're so stupid. What, you're the one that told me to switch it up. Yeah, not to be stupider. Whatever. Dearest Velveeta. Goddamn, I love your elbows. Are you serious? Oh, I'm pretty sure he is. Well, she's got sexy elbows and you said switch it up. I was thinking you shouldn't send her a letter every ten hours. What are you trying to say? You come across as a desperate bitch and you couldn't dry her up anymore if you blew sand up her cooch. Goddamn, Dad. Well, you know it's fucking true. Okay, well, right. I'm just gonna go over here. Hey, you don't have to break the guy. He's already getting kicked out of his own show. All I did was tell him the truth. Dearest Velveeta, instead of a mushroom townhouse, how would you feel about living in a giant shoe? Smells like you think it would, but I found a good deal. It's kind of sandwiched between the Aswind Desert and the Great Spooge Swamp, but it's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're in the sewers of South Demon Guard City because we're getting our ass kicked by an army of trolls. Sam, get over here. I gotta go. Velveeta, my titty yum yum. Breasticles of my eye. Please send nudes. Liam, Liam put your boner away. Let's go. I'm coming. What is it? What do you mean, what is it? We're at war with fucking trolls. They're coming down the goddamn sewers. Well, I guess it's time to abandon the city. We can't just abandon the city. I mean, I could just run that way and then not come back. That's why you're getting pushed out of the show, just so you know. Whatever. Now, here comes General Barfield. Here comes the general. Yeah, that's right. I forgot you're a general now. Albus is a captain. I took a lot of fencing classes at wizard school. Uh, both the hobbits are lieutenants. Yeah. Hey, we should go do some drugs. Lieutenant, we just did some drugs. Oh, yes. Right, everybody's a fucking war hero. I get it. I don't understand why you're so butthurt. You're lucky if you don't get court-martialed. Yeah, let's concentrate on the fact that trolls and orcs and shit are gonna come down here and try and kill us. I promise not to hurt a bunch of our guys. Fuck. And so Liam and the soldiers of South Demon God City prepared for the orc battles. And I was pointless here. Why haven't they come down yet? Something's going on on the surface. What is it, General Barfield? Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Did you just say an army of pigeons decimated the trolls? Wait, Barfield Jr.'s out there? Well, that's good news. They're saving us. Oh, that's bad news. We should run away. Now we should run away, yes. And so our douchebags did run away, but they were immediately caught by Barfield Jr. and his army of pigeons. God damn it, I fucking hate these dungeons. I'm pretty sure they're going to throw us in the gladiator ring again. Yeah, you're right. I'm glad I'm not you and stuck in that little cage. God, we're still in cages, too. Yeah, we got to stop hanging out with you guys. No, you sexist. Well, it's weird that Barfield Jr. is now the king of South Demon Guard City. Yeah, whatever, dude. You're the one that taught him everything you know. Yeah, well, you can't hunt my face from inside that cage, so eat my butt. Yeah, you guys shut the hell up. We're about to be thrown into a gladiator ring and die. Yeah, hanging out in South Demon Guard City has been kind of a drag. Shit, here comes the guard. Yeah, can't you do some wizard shit? No, they took my wand. Yeah, my dad needs his wand when he does magic. Where about you, Aspartame? Don't you know magic? My name is Albus Yukok, and I need my wand, too. He's really best at potions. All right, that's two worthless wizard degrees. I actually didn't really get my degree. It's brought shame to our family. Oh, shit, the guard. We're gonna die. This yeah, this sucks. And so our dipshits are thrown into the gladiator ring of South Team God City, and mainly pigeons were watching, because this is dumb. All right. I think that's the last wave. Nope. Oh, it's not. What is that? That's a big fucking door. What's behind the big fucking door? Death. Shit, it's fucking Jabberwockies. You gotta go for the Jabberwocky coxes. Yeah, stab them in the coxes. And after stabbing a bunch of Jabberwocky cocks, our dumb fuck idiots are back in the dungeon. I'm just thankful we all live. Yeah, but Liam, if you're gonna use your tail in battle, you're gonna need to learn how to control it. Yeah, it definitely has a mind of its own. It does. Wizard. What? Wizard. What? Who is it? It's your king. Oh, shit. King Alexander. Yes. I didn't see you in the cell before. Oh, they just got done torturing me, so I was probably being tortured while you were in here last time. I see. So, can you do some wizard shit and get your goddamn king out of here, please? I mean... Don't bother your lordington ship. What? He's worse than worthless. Uh, I could probably get us out. Let's see. Father, not without your wand. Well, now, maybe I could figure out something. Yeah, before they torture me again, would be great. Well, are they going to torture us, too? Oh, most definitely. There's not another gladiator fight for another week. Well, that's not... That's not okay. Hey, but, Liam. Is that... What? I just heard my name. Liam. But, 
I hear it. It's coming from out the window. Yeah, what Dick. is here? Dick. Yeah, it's me. Oh, buddy, am I glad to see you. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to set this black powder up near the wall. Wait, you're going to blow up the wall? Yeah, this is a rescue. I'm a rescue horse. Oh, I'm going to brush you so good, horse. Now we're talking. Step back. Are you sure that's not too much black powder? Yeah, I'm a horse, Liam. I don't even know how I'm going to light this, but oh, whatever. Fuck, brace yourselves. I guess I can hear. Wow. There I go. I did it with his mouth. Nice. Hey, I did it. Oh, shit. I did it pretty close to the. Uh oh. Here goes. Here, here. Damn, he did it. Get out, quick, quick, quick. Here you are. Somebody grab Barfield. And so on three horses, our shitbirds ride the fuck as fast as they can out of town. Into the demon wood forest. Thanks for saving us, Dick. Yeah, I'm loyal to the man with the brush. You are, are you? Loyal-ish. Nobody brushes me like Liam. Oh, shut up, Dick. Well, now what do we do? We're in the most dangerous forest in all of Marnia. There are some nasty assholes out here, Liam. One thing at a time, Barfield. We'll try and get you out of that cage here soon. I don't know. We don't have any weapons. I don't have any money either. I have a little bit of money. I don't want to know where you stashed that. No, you do not. Where'd we go? Demon Guard City? No, they'll know to look for us there. All right. There's actually a little fairy town around here. Demon fairies? No, just normal fairies, but they'll probably have a shop. Oh, that's right. Keep your goddamn head down, Liam, since you killed a bunch of fucking fawns out here. You're not gonna let that go, are you? And so deeper into the demon wood forest they went until they found the fairy town in a little shop. Hello, traveler. Need something? Uh, yes. We need a few things. I have the finest wares in fairy town. Okay, well, let's see them. Oh, wow. Your prices are very high. Supply chain problems. I see. Well, get one of those cheese wheels. All right, we'll get a cheese wheel and that turkey leg. All right, what else you got? Try these items. God damn, why does everyone have spider eggs? Who is buying spider eggs? Calm down, they're useful in magic. Whatever. You guys sell fairy tears? Yes, I made them myself. Wait a minute, you sell fairy bones? The finest in Marnia. You sell the bones of your own kind. Hey, it's a living. Right, show me your weapons. Try these. They're all tiny weapons. Well, what'd you expect? We're in a fairy town. I expected you'd take us to a place where they'd have, like, normal-sized shit. That turkey leg is normal-sized. And look, here's a bow with a quill full of arrows. It's like child-sized. Whatever, we'll take that sword and that. All right, you got any bird seed? And so our testicle wards set up camp in the Demon God City, while Balfour Jr.'s pigeon army's on the hunt. Wibbity bibbity! What the hell are you doing, wizard? What? I'm practicing with my new wand. Yeah, well, you're scaring the horses. No, we're fine. No, shut up, Dick. No, that's what I get for saving I've you. I've already thanked you and brushed you like three times. How quickly we forget. No, that's what I'm saying about you. Spiggity biggity! Come on, Dad. What? You're like thousands of years old and your form still sucks. It does not suck. But then you fucking suck. You're just mad because I wouldn't buy you that loot. Well, I lost all my shit, too, and I have a gig in like a week. You have a gig in South Demon Guard City? Yes. The place we were just in a dungeon? I don't cancel gigs. God damn it. You just have to fuck up. What are we going to do now? Well, I've been thinking about that. And? Well, we have to go find a wizard. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's you wizards that are always getting us in trouble. Yeah, why don't you press your lips against my unwashed ass? Yikes. I say we head south to Holy Dick's Island. That means we have to go down the Poon River. Oh. Yeah, he's right. Barfield Jr. will have patrols, and then we have to go through the spood swamp again. Well, there's only one other option. Let's hear it. We can go see my cousin in Old Dork. Old Dork? I know Old Dork, the ruins. Yeah, my cousin Zerlin lives there. Oh, not Uncle Zerlin. Well, you want to go through the spood swamp? Yeah, kinda. He's just kind of weird, that's all. Dad, he eats his own poop and throws cats at people. Yeah, we like to say he's eccentric. Oh, Christ, there's more to this story. I don't see why, but okay, let's do some more things. Dearest Velveeta, I've been busy chopping off Jack. Jabberwocky dicks, so it's been a while since I've written to you. It's been less than a day, Liam. Make sure you tell my mom that the wizard has AIDS. Eh, eat a banshee's ass. So we're headed to the city of Old Dork, not far from you, my love. Perhaps the wizard can find it in his cold, dead, stupid heart to let me go back home to Shirington Shireville and see you. Maybe let my Sir Lancelot ride through your Camelot. God damn, dude. Now, I don't want to alarm you guys, but I smell a whole shit ton of demon assholes. Oh, yeah, shit. In the
Now, you see, those are demon paws. Well, how am I supposed to tell the difference? I mean, their glowing red eyes kind of give it away. All right, do I have your permission to shoot at them? Absolutely. All right, I'm gonna aim. do I aim for its cock? No, aim for the head, sis. Right. Get your elbow out. What do you mean, get my elbow out? You said elbow in last time. No, get it out. God, yeah, God damn it, that's how I was doing it. <laughs> Shit. Did I get him? No, you missed him, but now he knows where we are. I got these fucking hobbits fucking with my form. Your form's sexist. Yeah, you sexist. And now for our final skit scat of the day, we head to space and we head to Dr. Schmogie's Book of Schmogie. This really has been dumb. Yeah, well, this is chapter three. I mean, really dumb. Yeah, well, that was... Like Mac and me from back in the day, dumb. No, the rip-off ET. Yeah. No one likes it. All right, well, here's some space dumb for you. Chapter three, Book of Schmogie, go. Smokey, Chapter 3. We find Dr. Smokey flying in space in his Vertos 4 ship. The kids are on the ship still, but he doesn't care. He's flying to his apartment in Aidas. I eat ass. I eat ass? Fucking. Here's Chapter 3. Blapa. Uh, yes, Fluffer, I'm still full from the tournament. Blapa. Uh, course for Planet Aitas. Blapa. Uh, yes, but kiss, put them on the wave monitor. Oh, God damn it, Dr. Schmuck. It's what you contacted me. You're just so fuck ugly. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Well, we've been trying to wave you for like five days. Yeah, well, I'm on vacation, Captain. Well, your lab leaked out some green bullshit and killed six of my guys. Yeah, I'll get you some more. Wait, what do you mean? You, you could have killed me. Yeah, only if you're a clone. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Dr. Schmuggy's death gas for clones is only for clones. Dr. Schmuggy, I forbid you to test clone death gas on my ship. Oh, come on, Captain. Eh? You know, clone goo isn't as cheap as it used to be. Yeah, well, just don't go into my fucking lab. Okay, well, the thing about that is... Oh, fuck, you went in my lab, didn't well, you? We tried to wave you several times. I'm on fucking vacation. Right, well, I got red shirt guys dropping dead just walking down the hall. Yeah, yes, excellent, good. Put well, their bodies on ice. Oh, God. Yeah, what, I want to study them. Yeah, sure, Dr. Schmoggy. What I'm really doing is making meat popsicles for yeah, you. It could be both things, eh? Well, I think this whole mix-up has taught us that it's time for you to come back to the yeah, ship. Wait, what do you mean? I've got, like, two more weeks, eh? Right, well, the tournament over, right? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, okay, well, how'd you do? Uh, I got third place this year. Uh, third place? I thought you were the Tiger Woods of people uh, eating. Yeah, I did my best. Right, uh, well, whatever. Bring your multiple asses back to the ship. Uh, Captain, I was going to the beach moon of Bimloon. Right, well, we kind of need you back on the ship because when we went into your lab... Oh, shit, what did you do? Well, there was a bit of damage. Captain, fuck, what did you do? Just bring your sweet multi-cloaca-having thorax back to the space. Hey, wait a minute. Is Booker Schmoggy being cancelled? Hey, hey, no, but kiss. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious you can't carry your own show. Uh, I knew it. Fuck. I mean, what was that last episode? Something like Mac and me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of it made any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, we were going to get better in season two. Fucking not a season two for you, buddy. <laughs> it's okay, Butkus. Uh, don't think for a second you're bringing that walking Kashyyyk carpet onto my ship either. Yeah, but Butkus is my buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put up with perpetual Wookiee shedding seasons, okay? That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, I speak Captain. a little Wookiee, you son of a bitch. No, yeah, I forget you Wookiees are kind of like dogs, and you are technically a son of a bitch, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. No. Captain, he promises to vacuum up after himself. Whatever. Have you had your Wookiee stink sacks removed? Captain, you can't ask a Wookiee to do that. Yeah, I'm not interested in Wookiee funk all throughout my ship, okay? Oh, come on, Captain. I could spray some potpourri or yeah, something. That's a hard no on your Wookiee buddy. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, Butkus. You made Butkus sad, Captain. Yeah, okay, fine. If he decides to remove his stink sacks and shave himself down to the skin, he can come on board. Don't be this bored that, Captain. What? Hey, yes, that's like taking everything from a Wookiee. Right, right. I've got things to do. Just take him to the Wookiee pound. I don't give a shit. And bring your ass back to my ship immediately. Hey, yes, Captain. Halifax out. Hey, shit. Holy shit, was right. that my dad? I want to go home. Uh, yes, I forgot about you two. I'll take you
you home soon. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, don't worry, bad kids. Uh, don't worry. You can go stay in my apartment. Uh, yes, you can stay forever. Eh? It's my apartment on planet Aitas. Eh? Hey, I will make sure there's lots of Wookie Chow and I'll come check on you. Eh? Yes, yes, you can have the lemon rice. Captain's diary. Star date. Uh, what's the star date, Lieutenant Bambi? Uh, it's 100162.62. How the fuck do you just know that? I do not know the date and time. Whatever. We took a Craigslist gig and we're transporting crates to Orbo 8. Well, I'm still not seeing it, Captain. Yeah, but we're having some problems finding it. What do you mean we're not seeing it? Well, Captain, these are coordinates of Orbo 8, and that is Orbo 7, and that is Orbo 9. Right, I see all the Orbos. Except for Orbo 8. Okay. Captain, look at the fucking debris fields. I'm looking. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious Orbo 8 was blown up, sir. Oh, somebody Death Star our destination, huh? Well, I guess so. Well, that's crazy. They already paid us. Right. And they already paid for what's in the crate. Yes, they did. So we have a big-ass crate full of some mystery shit. I guess you're right. All right, we'll suit up the boys. We're going to open up that crate and see if it'll kill us or make us rich. There's always something that wants to kill us, Captain. Right, you just volunteered to open it. Uh, Blay it. Hey, hey, welcome to my apartment, eh? Hey, well, it's your apartment now, too. Blapa. Hey, good idea, Fluffer. Blapa. Yes, then mop the pus out of a spare room for Butkus, eh? Blapa. Hey, do it, and then you can plug in. Blapa. Hey, don't give me no shit, Fluffer. Blapa. Hey, I heard that. Oh, yes, let me show you around. Hey, over here is my eating hole. Hey, I do a lot of cooking here. Hey, yeah, you may want to avoid this part of the apartment. Okay, and this room is my thorax evacuation you probably want to stay out of this room, too. Yak it up, fuzzball. It might be gross, but it helps my species survive for thousands of years. Yes, you've heard of my Dr. Smoggy's beard and ball hair oil for humans? It's definitely not made for Wookiees. I could make a ball hair oil for Wookiees, yeah. I like that. Dr. Smoggy's full body hair and ball oil for Wookiees. Hey, what do you mean you want 40%? And this is Dr. Smokey's pantry. Yeah, it looks like I still have some food in here. You want something? And this is Dr. Smokey's bedroom. What do you mean you want a bed at the foot of my bed? Okay, okay, just don't get your fur all over my bed. All right, let's see what's in this stupid crate. Shouldn't we be wearing protective gear or something? Nah, that shit makes me chafe. Captain, why do I have to open the crates? Because you're difficult, Slef. Now, Lieutenant Gregerson, where the hell are you? <coughs> I'm over here, dude. Now, if you could just take a break from doing dabs for a second. Uh, yeah, I got a minute. <coughs> Did you bring the big laser can opener like I asked? Oh, no, dude. I knew you wanted to open the crate, so I brought this. What the fuck's that little stupid thing? Oh, it's a little scrambler, dude. I'll open up the crate in like two seconds. Well, half the fun of opening a crate that's got mysterious shit in it is the laser can opener thing. Oh, yeah, that thing's pretty heavy, dude. Whatever, fine. Give him the scrambler thing. Uh, Captain, shouldn't I be wearing some sort of protective gear or have a shield or something? Oh, yeah, almost certainly, but I think we already covered that. Captain, why is everybody so gun-shy? The The vampire vampire chupacabras! Whatever, have your guns ready. Do it, Lieutenant Sidesev. Oh, here it goes. Steady, laddies. All right, it's not blowing up. Get out of the way, Slav. Okay. What the hell is this? Uh, looks like a crate full of Starfire brand adrenochrome. Oh, fuck me with moon boots on. Oh, that's a high-quality shit, bros. Uh, Control yourself, Captain. Oh, come on now, Scotty McScotsman. You forget. I've seen you on Adrenochrome before. Oh, yeah, the pyramids on Mars thing. Aye. Captain, we know you want to shove this stuff up your eyes, nose, and ass. Yeah, I do. But as your crew, who is certainly capable of once again mutinying. No, I fucking dare you. Oh, right, well, still, it. please don't go fucking crazy on Adrenochrome. Captain, you can't control yourself. I'm sorry, what? No, we lost it. I think we should have emergency meeting to put Captain in Brig. That's the only thing we can do until we sell it. What's that? Okay, let's lock this shit up. Don't you touch that shit, Lieutenant. No, no. Don't blame yourself for my show being canceled. Eh? No, you were the best character. Eh? I better have you on for cameos and shit. Eh? I know he said you had to shave and shit, but no. 
I know, I know. I'm going to miss you too. Uh, but just take care of my apartment and live it up, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's not ideal for, you know, Wookiees and shit. Uh, but Dr. Smoggy will visit you on the weekends, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes. I will wave you the Netflix passcodes. Mm-hmm. Yes, my friend, goodbye. Now initiate teleportation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, my friend, yes. And stay off the couch. This is Lieutenant Biombe lodging a formal complaint against our captain. He is an ass. We need to keep him away from Robot Cougar. I've locked down the armory, but he can override it. He's not in his right mind. While we're tracking him on the wave monitor, he appears to be... Repeatedly smashing his head against the Diet Dr. Pepper machine. Well, how much adrenochrome did he take? Oh, he took Gunner Halifax amounts. Well, maybe we will get lucky and he will die. Hey. I feel like he's the wrong guy to give plot armor to. I'm agreed. Lieutenant Biombe. What is it, Lieutenant Sightsav? Uh, Dr. Schmogie's here. Well, that's Dr. Dr. Schmoogie's ship. That shit's tight. Well, she has already beamed aboard. Okay, well, let's let him know that the captain's whacked out on adrenochrome and run around the ship. Yes, sir. Captain's hopped up on Goofball's diary. The walls are breathing and undulating. I've kind of lost my way. I don't know where I am on the ship. Uh, hello, Captain. Holy fucking board act, fuck. Uh, yes, I'm back. Oh, uh, you fuck ugly motherfucker. Uh, happy to uh, cut my vacation short for you. Uh, oh, good you found uh, him. I didn't mean to. Leave me alone, you fascist. Captain, we're just going to put you in the brig until you sober up. Hey, put your hands oh, up. Oh, another mutiny, I see. No, we're not doing that again. Well, as long as I didn't put on that captain shirt with the curse on it. No. Right. Okay, all right, all right. Did you know that you smell like purple and that tastes like purple? I did not know that, Captain. I am going to jerk off a lot in the brig. Right, we know that, Captain. Captain's diary, I'm out of the brig. As long as you stay out of the adrenochrome, we have customers we could line up for that. Yeah, we could do that. Please don't be choosing stupid dumb fucks again, Captains. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna randomly run up and down through the halls of the ship. Will you fucking stop? Uh, Also, Dr. Schmogie is waving from his lab. uh, Whatever, put him up. Yes, Captain. Uh, Beavis, fucking I forget. Yes, yes, I'm fuck ugly, I get it. No, I don't think you do. Whatever, what the fuck did you do to my lab? Well, there was a bit of a gunfight. You destroyed my security droid. I didn't even know you had a security droid. Uh, You should have never known because you should have never gone into my lab. Well, let's not forget that you experimented on my clones, on my red shirts. Well, that's right, red shirts, he murdered a bunch of you guys. Actually, three of the six died during the gunfight. It doesn't matter, you shot the shit out of my laboratory. Well, it looked like most of the stuff was fine. Uh, you destroyed many things. You're just mad because your show was stupid. Uh, fuck you. Uh, I thought the theme song was solid. Fuck that, here's a theme song. He's Gunner Halifax. He's gone beyond the moon, it's true. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the world from a different kind of view from you. He's Gunner Halifax. He's seen the pyramids on Mars. He's Gunner Halifax. He's flown his spaceship really far. He's Gunner Halifax. Right here you have yourself a copious amount of adrenochrome, Captain Halifax. Less and less each day, but yes. Well, good. My Illuminati friends and I would love to buy some from you and have you bring it to us immediately. Right, well, I don't want to sell it, so... Name your price, Captain. We are happy to sell. That is not accurate. Where are you located and we'll bring it to you? I'm in the city of Tiddly-Biddly on the planet of Wabba-Baba 3. Oh, Wabba-Baba 3, you say? Mm-hmm. Right, I might not actually be welcome on your planet anymore. What's that now? Yeah, long story short, but you have a tiny species called the Chodarians. Mm. They're not too fond of me. Well, the Chodarians are basically extinct now. Now, yeah, about that, I didn't mean to. Look. Is cancelled. <laughs> and thus ends your 29th dose of Scatcast the Podcast. Thank God it's over. Well, it's not over yet. There's still tales from the script keeper. <sighs> but I do want to take this time to say thank you to all of you guys for listening and, you know, thank you for the rating and reviewing and all the things that podcasts ask you to do. It's very kind of you to do that for us. Yeah, thank you for spreading the scat. Gross. Also, thank you to all my bosses in the litter box at patreon.com forward slash scatcast, the litter mates, scat cats, and inside scoopers. Thank you guys so 
much. You keep joining. Stop doing that. There are a lot of turds in the box. And of course, you get 25 episodes of the Inside Scooper so far. Comes out every week, every Monday. And all you gotta do is spend five or ten bucks. And you can also get Scatcast TV. There's discounts on the merch. There's all sorts of shit in there that we're trying to do. There's also the multi-pass. This Friday the 29th, you can scan your Scatcast multi-pass. Lilu Dallas multi-pass. And there'll be another thing or two up there. The world is stupid right now. We want you to have content. But the multi-pass is a whole level of extra stuff. So you gotta sign up at Patreon.com. Become a Scat Cat or Inside Scooper or Littermate. And then you have to get the sticker, which comes free. You just sign up for that and we send you the multi-pass sticker. Or you can buy the $8 sticker pack and you get a bunch of other stickers too. You have too many stupid things going on. I can't keep track. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not done with the show yet. Here's a thing I call Tales from the Script Keeper. Tales from the Script Keeper. From the Script Keeper. From the Script Keeper. Sponsored by Dr. Schmogie's Beard and Ball Hair Oil for Humans, Kekes.com. In this Tales from the Script Keeper, I'm going to talk to you about the origin of Grum Grum. Grum Grum. And that's a character named Wandermere from The Adventures of Gunnar Halifax. Grum Grum. I assume a few of you have been like, why does he talk like that? And I imagine most of you said, well, because Zach's high on drugs, and, and those are things that people on drugs come up with. And you're not wrong. But the story's more interesting than that. And it goes back, I hate to say, more than two decades. The Grum Grum has been part of my life for a long time. And basically, Grum Grum comes from an impromptu trip to Seattle with two of my best buds. And we were probably 18, 19, 20. I don't know. My memory's not so good because of the previous the drugs but i don't want to use their names <laughs> they'll know who they are but uh we'll call them buddy a and buddy b and again this is the origin of the grum grum story and it's really just a trip to seattle but it was a pretty eventful trip so buddy a buddy b buddy a works with me at, a, at my parents pet store and we just got done doing some of the hardest work of my life. We moved the entire pet store from one location to another, tons of stuff. And so we were like, fuck it, let's go to Seattle. So Buddy A and myself were like, Seattle. And Buddy B was up for anything all the time anyway, so he was like, let's do this shit. And I remember buying a bunch of bulk things, like uh, graham cracker stuff and, and granola shit and like breakfast cereals, just in big bags for the trip. I don't know why. But this becomes important later. I mean, if you give a fuck about my dumb story. If you're trying to follow along, okay. Our provisions were basically bulk food, but crunchy shit, and then a bunch of weed, our pipe, I smoked cigarettes, so I had like a carton of smokes. We're, we're gonna go for a day. We didn't even have plans to stay at a hotel. We we're just like, we're gonna go there and just fuck around. Now this is after work, so we closed at six. We got all our shit, so we were on our way to Seattle by eight o'clock. And it takes four hours to get to Seattle from Spokane. But I was a dumb fucking kid, and I was a dumber kid than normal kids, I think. It must have been, because I got us there a lot faster than that. And I'm gonna say this, I'm not proud of this at all, and I don't smoke weed and drive ever ever. Not as a, an older gentleman, I certainly don't, but we got super stoned and drove to Seattle. Stupid, I know, but we did. And, you know, it was just what we did. I, my friends and I at the time, I don't know why, this is the weirdest thing, because I like to smoke weed pretty much alone or with one or two people, and that's it. I'm not interested in, like, the party stoned, and I never play music stoned in front of people. It's just terrifying to me. But we used to do, and this is probably why I don't like to do these things, but we used to go like, let's, let's smoke weed in the middle of the grocery store. Back in like 1998, 99, when it was very far away from being legal. And I don't know why we were like that, but we would do that. And so driving felt, we were just stupid. The answer to everything in life is always that the people behind it were stupid. And, and our case is that. So why these three stonies, young stonies are driving, the Buddy B is in the back seat while Buddy A is in the front seat. Buddy B has access to all the food. And Buddy B is a very funny guy. and But he's he's like kind of annoying funny. He, he pushes the boundaries very hard. He's kind of like that uh, the chicken and Peter fighting in, in uh, Family Guy 
where it just goes on and on and on and on. He liked that kind of humor. So he just went on and on and on and on. And what he decided to do was bust into our food and just sit behind us while I was driving, we're listening to music and stuff, and just go, gram, 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 with food in his mouth, with granola in his mouth. And he just kept shoveling handfuls after handfuls into his mouth. And we're like, okay, shut the fuck up, dude. And, you know, off and on he would, you know, we're getting closer. Where do you want You want to stop and go? Whatever. It was pretty funny. So we get to Seattle. And a lot of interesting events happen. I'm going to tell you about them because it kind of plays into this whole thing. Now, the whole time we're stoned. That's really the gist of it. Uh, we were stoned in Seattle uh, to three jackasses from Spokane. The first thing that happens is we take... We don't know Seattle that well. I'm, I've, I'd been there a few times and I'd, I'd been there many times since. But at this point, it was just like, let's go adventure to a place that we don't know. The biggest city nearby. We take an exit, and I've told people that live in Seattle this, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? We take a random exit. I don't know why. We actually think we have a friend that lives on this island. It's, I can't remember the name of the island. We take the exit, and the, the people there are not happy to see us. It's not an exit to, like, a city or a, a place where you could buy things. It's like a exit to a warehouse and people with machine guns, and I'm not fucking kidding at all. I promise you, I promise. I mean, we were stoned, but I, I drove into this thing and we were talked to by guys with machine guns and they're like, you can't be here. It's like, we took a freeway exit, bro. Like literally no turns, just the exit. And then we're here and you're talking to us. So right out, out of the gates, we're like, well, we don't know what we're doing and we're kind of stupid. So we know about Pike's, Pike's place, Pike street market. And we go down there. Uh, it's late at night. You know, we left at work time, you know, and so we're, we're there kind of closing time for some of this stuff. But we go there and we check everything out and we buy a bong. And we're stoked because we all, I don't remember which one of us bought the bong or if we all pitched in or I don't know. But we bought the bong, took it out to a parking lot just a little ways away. I remember I got in the back seat of my car so that I could enjoy it uh, without the, you know, steering wheel and shit. And so I go back there and we're passing it around and I get it and I take a big hit and it's the best the best hit of my life, I think. It's the, it's the one time, it's the thing I'm chasing as a marijuana smoker where you're like, I just want to be that high again, that that cool of a high. Some of you guys might get that feeling. Anyway, then I dropped the bong. In that moment of being super high, I dropped it and broke it. So it got one use from each of us, and then, you know, I was the, I was the dipshit. So I broke the bong. Uh, we glued it together again later, and it didn't work quite the same way. So we're sad. The bong, broken. Uh, somebody's money, wasted. You know, my backseat of my car, stinky, but not really. It was actually a stinky before. It just got wet because the guy, uh, Buddy B, Grum Grum, he had spilled a bong in the backseat of my car 10 times. So it just wetted down the already stinky part of the backseat of the car because it was a fresh bong, right? A fresh water and it had never been used. So it wasn't nasty bong water, but it was still, that's what was going on. So we're sad and we decided to go do something fun. Now, a couple of us are football fans. Um, I got recruited to go to the University of Washington. I turned it down to... I didn't turn it down. I just didn't fulfill whatever, you know, how to go to college after that because uh, I wanted to play guitar. I ended up going to Eastern, uh, but I just played guitar there and, you know, I fucked off. So, anywho, we go to w we go to University of Washington because Buddy A of mine is a huge, huge fan of all that stuff. And it's kind of a, a dream to go, like, walk on the field uh, at Husky Stadium, like, just to walk on it. I'd never walked on it either. So it's like, fuck yeah, let's do that. And, and Buddy B... 
He doesn't give a fuck. He played football a little bit, but he doesn't give a fuck. But he's down for whatever, like I said. So it's, uh, you know, one in the morning, something like that, two in the morning. And we get to Husky Stadium. We park and then we walk there and we're looking at it in awe. Just like, how the fuck do people not fall down those stairs and just die? Goddamn, that's a very steep thing. That doesn't make any sense. We, you know, talking like that. And then we go to the gate. It, you can actually walk right up to the gate where the field is. It's chained. There's a chain link fence there or, and, you know, big chain and a lock. And my buddy B, who is a very strong guy, he just ripped the fucking lock and it just broke the lock. He broke a padlock. And not like a little padlock, the padlock that protects the field. Again, this is stoner memory and perception and like 19 year old versions of it. But regardless, the gate was now open so we could walk on the field that we'd seen on the TVs. And this was Buddy A's Graceland. So it was like fun to be there for that. And you know, we like ran a play on the field and kind of ran up and down the field. And then we saw a flashlight a coming and you know, we got chased off. But really the, the fact that Buddy B just broke the fucking thing, it was like, what the fuck? Does that happen? Is there like a place where people just break locks with their fucking hands? What planet is this? But Buddy B got us access and so we broke and entered into Husky Stadium. But we got chased off and so we ran away. And so for the rest of the night we spend the time in my car just driving around the city and looking at things, looking at the pink elephant and the space needle and all the fun shit in downtown Seattle at the time. It was a lovely place to be. And, you know, we're getting hungry at this point. Well, not Buddy B, because every once in a while we'll ask him something and he'll be like, rawm, rawm, you know, so. But Buddy A and I are hungry. Now, I said Seattle is a beautiful place and blah, 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 but it's actually just, it's a terrifying place, too. It's had a drug problem for a long time. So we decide to go to a Denny's and we discover, man, Seattle has a drug problem. And the main reason for that, although there were a few, was when we went to the Denny's, the first thing that we saw was a dead guy with his dick out laying on the floor of the bathroom. And I remember for the first and last time ever, I ordered a skillet from a sausage skillet from Denny's. Uh, it was just a weird meal. We'd already been greeted by machine guns and now a dead guy with his dick out. It was very much, welcome to Seattle. And after eating rather quickly, we just drove around for the rest of the night. And we had fun just hanging out, being friends, driving around that night and not super eventful. The morning came around and it's like, okay, let's stop. And I think we stopped at a Walgreens or something and you know, got out to stretch and do whatever. We get out and I look at the back seat to grab like a granola bar or some shit. And this motherfucker, Buddy B, who I have many stories about that are similar to this, and I'll probably tell at some point, but Buddy B ate all of our food, but not into put it into his belly to be poop later, but he did it to do the grum grum joke and put it on the floor of my car. Now it wasn't like rolling out like, you know, it filled up the back seat or whatever, but it literally filled the, the bottom of the floor. And it was just like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Buddy A and I had kind of like a, what the fuck are we doing hanging out with this dude kind of moment. But we love Buddy B and I still love Buddy B. I haven't talked to him for a long time, but he, he's still very much loved. Now we're stoned and we haven't slept yet. And you know, I don't know what he did the day, but we all worked the day before. It was a long day at work. I remember that. And that's why we did this little trip. And so, you know, we decided, fuck, okay, we're going to just stay up and we're going to have a fun day in Seattle. So we've decided to find a buddy from Eastern. I went to Eastern Washington University, like I said. But just for a minute, because the drugs and music. Now this college buddy, I knew his first name. We'll call him Buddy C for this, but I didn't know his last name. I, I, he had told me before, but I was like, ah, fuck. And he said, you know, whenever you're in Seattle, come, come look me up. But Seattle is many little boroughs uh, that is Seattle, right? It's a bunch of different, it's millions of people living in this area. And so I'm looking him up. And I swear to God, I thought his last, I thought his name was John Grisham. I'll say that. And Buddy A was like, John Grisham? What the fuck? The author? I was like, ugh. <laughs> Didn't make things easy. So I looked him up in the phone book. We, we spent a lot of the time in Seattle that day being like, our mission is to find John Grisham, the author, not author. 
And uh, yeah, so we didn't find him though. That's the thing. We actually called people and asked him if they were him. Uh, that's how you know brilliant we were. Anyway, smoking weed the whole time. So then we decided, fuck this. This mission isn't very good. We're not going to do this. And fuck that guy anyway. We're driving around more. There's more grum grum going on. But now we know what's going on. And it's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing that? We just bought that food. That's not for you. But buddy A and I, we decide we want some fresh seafood. So our next mission becomes we're going to go get some clam chowder at Ivers on the pier. Get some of that fresh chowder. We did some touristy things. But then whatever. And then we decided to drive home. By the end of the day, we'd had fun. Uh, we'd been up for more than 24 hours, basically. And it was time for me to drive us back home. Now, we had learned our lesson after vacuuming out the back of the car that our buddy B could not be in the back seat anymore with the food. So he was riding shotgun, doing goofy things at me, like bam, 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 or some other thing that he was doing. And again, I should explain how hard of a day we had had before we left. Uh, from buddy A and I, we had moved my, my, my mom's store, really. My mom's store from one building to another in, like three or four it was like seven days and it was he and I and a few other people but really he I mean there were actually quite a few people that came to help and did little things but he and I moved all of the infrastructure of the store and we were fucking beat so over the course of the last three or four days we had been working our asses off and then that last day was the end of it where we we're like putting dog food back on shelves and it was like fuck it let's get out of here and do whatever so on the drive home this is the last bit of the story no more grum grum there was blah 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 or whatever he was doing but I promise you, this is, you know, at this point, I'm not smoking any more weed. I'm just trying to get this home because I'm exhausted. Uh, I look on the, the hood of my car and I see Wendy from Wendy's dancing on the hood of my car. And I look over at Buddy B and I say, do you see what I see? And he said, Wendy from Wendy's dancing on the hood of your car. And then we didn't talk for the rest of the way. I think the drugs had something to do with all that. But our shared hallucination kind of topped off the trip. But it was forever the dead guy dick out fucking grum grum trip. And every time I do grum grum with Wandemir, I think of Buddy B and Buddy A and I looking at each other going, what the fuck, dude? I remember thinking to myself, like, are there any other people that have friends like this that put a bunch of food in their mouth but don't swallow it and just spit it out on the backseat of their friend's car in bulk? The answer to that is uh, info at skycast.com. If you have one of those friends or you can send us a voicemail at skycast.com But that is the grum grum story and that's the reason I do grum grum And so really buddy B is the guy that invented the grum grum sound So if Wandamir ever gets his own spin-off book of Wandamir, then I might have to pay my buddy B So we're not doing that, but I feel like I did pay for it I don't know if I even explained it right, but for many many hours in a row this person uh, defiled my car, my earballs, my sensibilities, and then he scared the shit out of me because we both saw the same fucking Wendy from Wendy's dancing on the hood of my car. Sadly, I haven't talked to Buddy B for years, so if you're out there, Buddy B, I love you and I hope you're doing good. But if you're not, don't look me up for money. Anyway, this has been Tales from the Script Keeper. Tales from the Script Keeper. From the Script Keeper. From the Script Keeper. From the Script Keeper. Sponsored by Dr. Schmoggy's beard and ball hair oil for humans. Get some today or I'll come to your house and shit on it. And that is Scatcast29. Thank you guys so much for listening. All my love and thanks to Mrs. Scriptkeeper for doing all the things that she does to make all of the ride a more pleasant thing for me. And I'm so proud to be her husband. Yeah, yeah. Now, thank you to everyone that participates in the Scatcast universe in some way. We had a record-shattering month for us as far as downloads and all that silly stuff. It says something about the world. What's that, Steve? Oh, congratulations, dude. Yeah, well, a lot of that is because of you telling your friends about the show. A lot of that is thanks to all the social media push that you guys are doing yourselves. We always have to send love to Don, the shitbox 
Box Wizard in our Facebook place, which is called The Shit Box. He is a gem of a man. And you can also find him in Discord with our Discord Dookie Slayer, Chris. And he, and together with The Shit Box, they've built this beautiful community of folks, which combines with our litter box, and it's just, you know... A lot of dumb shit? Absolutely not that. Oh, good shit. I just can't tell with all the dumb names you have for things. Right, it does get a little confusing. It's not worth it for me to care, though. Right, well, join us next week for Scatcast 30. I've got a little bit of a different format for it next week. Can we skip it? I'd much prefer we didn't. Whatever. All right, my fellow water-based sentient cunts, I'll talk to you in the future. It'll seem like the present. Dumb. Bing bong, I'm back, bitches.